If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon as Week 5 kicks off tonight with the Seahawks taking on the Rams. Good game. We don't get a lot of good Thursday games, but I think this should be entertaining. I know we had a good one last week with Green Bay and Philly, but I expect a good game tonight. Uh, and obviously a lot of fantasy relevance in this one. So uh, hopefully we do get a good game. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis. You can follow me on the gram at Aaron 88 and uh, check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com. We have the week five projections up, the fantasy football stock watch, the football uh, preview of the Seahawks and Rams tonight. Uh, including some Vegas information on that, the DFS report for quarterbacks, and a lot, lot more. So head on over there, and any specific questions you have on the message boards and forums, we will answer them. You can also find a lot of our work on si.com slash fantasy. My sneaky starts article is up there today. Also have my stock watch article up there. And tomorrow on full-time fantasy will be my week five deep sleepers. So make sure you check all of that out as uh, we help you prepare to dominate for week five. And just again, remember, it doesn't matter whether you're 0-4, 1-3, it's not over, okay? A lot of people panic. They think they're in trouble. You're not. Is it bleak? Yeah, but you know what? We can dig out of it. I've seen a lot of teams, 1-3, 0-4, make the playoffs. That is the goal. The goal is to get into the playoffs because... So many things can change by the time we get to the playoffs. You know, you get some players healthy. You make a trade. You pick someone up off the waiver wire. So the goal is just to get in. Obviously, if you're playing in the high stakes leagues, total points really matter. But you still can just keep working at it. Obviously, in your home leagues, 
A lot of leagues do top six records, which sucks. Again, I know now is not the time to kind of do it, but I've always said, and we say it before the season and offseason, you got to suggest these things to the commissioner and change the rules. You know, total points should matter in some capacity. You know, one thing that I realized in the uh, FSGA league, they do top three records, then the next three teams with the most points. It's a 14-team league, and I like that because I'm having some bad luck, and I'm 0-4, but I'm not out of it. In fact, going into last week, I had the fifth most points at 0-3, so I would have been in the playoffs. I had a bad week last week, so I'm a little bit on the outside looking in, but that's how it should be done. You know, I've obviously gone against some high-scoring teams, so I know I'm not done. Now, if you're 0-4 and it's top six records, you're still not done because I'm sure there's two and two teams that maybe have the fifth, sixth spot. Uh, So the goal this week is to get a W and maybe make some reinforcements, make some deals. So you just got to take it week by week. You know, if you're in that situation, you really can't stash players. And it's basically, you know, know, the cliche one game at a time as you hear the athletes say, unfortunately, yeah, you're in that position. So uh, just remember not to give up that you can still make a comeback, even though it doesn't look good now. It's just going to be putting in a little bit more work, and we're here to help you guys at FullTimeFantasy.com. I'll be joined by Bob Long, big guy, FantasySports.com, and also author of the Fantasy Football Consistency Guide. He's going to join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. Taking a look at some of the news right now, Josh Allen is still in concussion protocol. So he was, you know, at practice, so uh, now as we get closer, maybe he does not play. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, obviously, it would hurt the offense if Matt Barkley's in there. They're also going against Tennessee, which has been a good defense. You know, Tennessee is a defense that I've picked up this week as a streamer in leagues, especially if Barkley's under center. Even if Allen's there, we've seen Allen make mistakes. So yeah, Barkley hurts the offense a little bit, although. Uh, we still saw Cole Beasley heavily involved, and Beasley's actually been very consistent. He doesn't have a touchdown, but he has double-digit points in three of four weeks. He doesn't have a high upside, but if you're dealing with injuries this week, you know he's not a bad play. I think even with Barkley under center, I think it would hurt John Brown a little bit more. And as I've been saying, I really do like Dawson Knox. I don't think he's a must-start this week, but... Uh, I, I can say I am starting him in a league where my other tight end was TJ Hawkinson. I was fortunate to pick up Knox last week, but uh, you know he has come on. He's been playing more snaps each and every single week. He made a great catch on a 21-yard pass last week where he was falling to the ground, arms extended. Uh, he just looks really good. And we know tight end is a really bad position. And that's the thing. When you're looking to stream tight ends or picking up tight ends off the waiver wire, at this point, you're essentially looking for a touchdown. You're just not going to get huge volume from a tight end off the waiver wire. I mean, I know Will Disley has been excellent so far, but let's see what he does going forward. Uh, Obviously, the Arizona matchup last week was easy to see that he would take uh, advantage of that. So, uh, let's see what happens going forward. Marlon Mack did not practice today. He was dealing, he's dealing with an ankle injury. So, uh, the Colts reporters are indicating they think he's going to play, but I think you need to see something on Friday because... He left Sunday's game, and I think he only played two snaps in the second half, but the indication after the game was, yeah, he could have gotten back in, but they were playing from behind with a big deficit, and they tend to use Naheem Hines in those passing situations. Not as much so far this year, but they did in that game. 
but it's something you want to see. You want to see Mac practice and did see Jordan Wilkins picked up in a lot of leagues. So, you know, the game script here probably plays out better for Hines. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was picked up in one of my online championships leagues last night for $47. Definitely worth adding for sure. I mean, you know, what if Mac doesn't play? Uh, but then you get you, you just have to hope though that the Colts can keep the game close for a little bit. Otherwise, you would think they'd shift heavily to Naeem Hines, which definitely does make Naeem Hines uh, an interesting flyer this week if uh, Mac doesn't play. But I think tomorrow will be you know a big sign on whether uh, Mac is able to go. I think you'll want to see him do something in, in practice. It's okay to be cautious on Wednesday and Thursday, but usually Friday on the walkthrough you want to see something. So that's definitely something to pay attention to uh, tomorrow with Marlon Mack and uh, those that have him. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, at home on Sunday night, they're favored by 11 in this game. So if that plays out, remember the Chiefs have played three of their four games on the road. So, and they're 4 0. So, big game here for the Colts kind of this week to see where they stack up after a really bad loss last week against the Oakland Raiders. A lot of people probably were eliminated in their suicide pools taking the Colts in that game. Lots more ahead. A lot of injury news, including a Green Bay wide receiver. We'll let you know all of it next. It is full-time fantasy. for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon, week five, kicking off tonight, Rams and Seahawks, which should be a pretty good game. I expect a fun game tonight. So could be two weeks in a row we get some good Thursday night football, which we haven't said much so far this year, but we did get a good game last week. Let's hope we get another one here in prime time. Any specific questions about that game, who to start or sit, you can ask them on the message boards and forums at fulltimefantasy.com. Uh, obviously, we still have a lot of question marks for players this week. So, you know, if you have someone involved tonight, we can kind of decipher that. But uh, a lot of players we just don't know about. Uh, one of them, well, I think we know, but it's not official yet. But Devontae Adams did not practice today. He was jogging off to the side. So my guess is he doesn't play. That's all the indications we have seen right now. So tomorrow obviously will be key. But in the leagues I have Devontae Adams, I am prepared to be without him. You know, I've kind of just looked at my preliminary lineup and said, yeah, Adams is not going to play this week. So Marquez Valdez-Scantling will play a bigger role. Obviously, Geronimo Allison, who was available in quite a few leagues this past week, you know, he has been very up and down, played about 50% of the snaps in week one, didn't have a target, had a touchdown in week two and fumbled, was quiet in week three. And then last week, he made two really good catches and did find the end zone. So, you know, this is a week where he's going to get more volume. And then you might even see Jake Kumaro a little bit. So, uh, he was not added in any leagues. I guess if your waiver wire ran and you have another one this weekend and you're really desperate or maybe a player you thought was going to play doesn't in a deep format, he's a desperation play, but you know, could be a decent pickup on your you know Friday night high stakes leagues if you are really desperate for help. And uh, I could see that being the case in a couple leagues uh, for sure because uh, I, I kind of feel that pain. Good news here is T.Y. Hilton returned to practice today. That is great news if you have T.Y. Hilton. So we'll see what the outcome is. Does he practice tomorrow? And is he 100%? That's the thing. But I got to think, if Hilton plays, you're going to put him in your lineup. And I think I think in redraft, I only have one T.Y. Hilton. I uh, probably have him in a best ball or two. Obviously, did downgrade him after the Andrew Luck news. Not too much, but he probably did fall a little bit too far. You know, if you got him in round five 
after the luck news, uh, you think you made off well. Because Jacoby Brissett has been solid. And I actually have Brissett in a couple leagues. I started him last week. Uh, he's got 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. And even without T.Y. Hilton last week, he threw three touchdowns with an interception. He did get hurt by a lot of drops. But getting T.Y. Hilton back is big. You know, I was a little concerned that we might not see Hilton just because Frank Reich made some comments, I believe, yesterday saying, we will take into consideration that the Colts are on by next week. So if you really want to be cautious, then you essentially could give Hilton basically a month off, which makes sense. But if this guy is good to go and he showed a lot of toughness throughout his career, you're going to need him to beat Kansas City. You need that big playmaker, and that's what Hilton can do. But you got to make sure he's 100% or close to it because he has this quad injury. And you know, I think some of the comments were, from the training staff where it was, yeah, we don't want him to go out there and and tear it. I was like, oh boy, this uh, might not be very good. Saquon Barkley, man, if you've seen the video and I retweeted some of it, he looks pretty good. It's amazing. This couldn't have been a high ankle sprain or he just is a really fast healer, but he's definitely way further along than anyone would have thought because he's on the field. He's not practicing, but he's moving. He's jogging. He looks fine, but I did see Dr. David Chow, who's a really good uh, doctor, former trainer in the NFL, and he's pretty good at analyzing video. Uh, you know, He had said before the year, you know, Amari Cooper's going to be fine. They'll find a way to manage it. Obviously, Cooper also dealing with an ankle, and I don't think he was 100% last week. They're basically saying 75%, but basically he was right. You know, A lot of people backed off Amari Cooper, and uh, he's been fine so far. Uh, but he said he noticed Barkley was favoring the right ankle a little bit. But either way, whether he returns this week or next week or even the week after, I mean, this is certainly encouraging news. You don't like it if you spend a ton of fab on Wayne Gallman. Uh, he obviously came through for you last week. This week, tougher matchup against Minnesota. And then the week after, New England. So there's a they have not ruled Barkley out yet for this week. I don't think he plays, but I'm starting to think that I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And if not, I could see him playing next week. Now, that is a Thursday game, so that will make it a little bit more dicey, and it is against New England. But either way, we're looking at a uh, quicker return than anticipated for Saquon Barkley, and that is just absolutely immense news for his owners. Stefan Diggs getting a lot of questions on him. He did not practice yesterday. He is back today and practicing, but it's pretty clear he's not happy with the current situation in Minnesota. So there's a lot of rumors that he could be traded. He's not happy, but, you know, that's what happens. This offense has just been terrible for the passing game. And Diggs is reportedly not happy with the offense, his role, and just the direction the team has taken under new offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski, who we knew this was going to happen. I don't think it was going to be to this level because when you look at the Vikings passing game, there's not much. It's not like they have four or five receivers to support. It's really only two. They don't even throw to the tight end much anymore, and they can't even support two wide receivers. That's how bad it's been. We knew they were going to run the football a lot. It was clear when they made that change last year, and we started to see it down the stretch. The targets for Thielen and Diggs went down, and they wanted to get the ball in the hands of Dalvin Cook a lot, but it has just gotten to an absurd level now. And Diggs did have a good game last week. He was probably on the bench for many people. He had over 100 yards. He also contributed with a fumble that he lost. But uh, it's a tough situation 
for Diggs, and especially with Adam Thielen coming out and not not being happy last week, I think everyone believes, all right, he's going to get fed the football this week. And with Diggs, you also have to wonder, like, what do his teammates think? You know, does he have one foot out the door? Do they feed him this week? No one, yeah, hey, this guy doesn't want to be here. You know, apparently the Vikings don't want to trade him. They've come out and said that, but it's a real dicey situation uh, for Diggs. And I can say in one league, I have him in the online championship league for the FFWC. I have to play him. I got a lot of injuries. Don't really have better options. Then I have another league where I could potentially bench him. Uh, I have to look at my receivers. Actually, no, I might not be able to because Christian Kirk is unlikely to play. You know, he's a guy that I could have put in, but he's likely out. Uh, I also have Terry McLaurin, who's been limited in practice with a hammy. So looking at that lineup right now, I do have Stefan Diggs in there. And again, it's a great matchup against the Giants. I think this Vikings offense bounces back in a big way. The Gi- Giants just don't have anything on defense. And Kirk Cousins shouldn't be under pressure this week. Maybe they blitz him quite a bit to get him rattled. But he should have time to throw, and it's going to allow him to find Thielen and Diggs. Uh, Dalvin Cook obviously will get a big workload as well this week. You know the Giants are just are not good on either side of the football. So I think in most instances with Diggs, you're probably playing him. But who knows what happens between now and Sunday? And there might have been people who benched him last week. And if you did, that means you have pretty good options, and you might be able to to get away with it. But we'll see. Uh, Again, Vikings are adamant that Diggs isn't available for a trade unless it's a massive deal. Uh, And Diggs is signed. They they signed him to that contract. But, man, targets are way down, man. You know, just 4.8 targets through the first four weeks. So it's been a real disappointment across the board for Stefan Diggs this season. So... Again, it depends on your options for this week, what you have. Got to keep an eye on Jalen Ramsey. You know, he isn't expected to practice today uh, with this back injury, but obviously Ramsey wants to be traded. And we saw what the absence of Ramsey did last week. It helped the Broncos receivers in Cortland Sutton. So if you do have some of the Panthers wide receivers like Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, you definitely want to see Jalen Ramsey sit this week. That'll definitely upgrade the matchup, and you'll feel more comfortable starting those receivers this week. Lots more injury news ahead, including a wide receiver who had a huge game last week might not play this week. I'll let you know who it is when we return. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, you're listening to Full Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. We are already here. It is week five. Season just flies by. Kicking off tonight with the Seahawks and the Rams. So we have a preview up at FullTimeFantasy.com along with the Stockwatch week five projections and a lot more and again any questions you have head on over to the message boards and forums and we will answer them do you want two risk-free wagers up to one thousand dollars go to pointsbet.com grid and open up a points bet sports wagering account enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets up to one thousand dollars in addition to traditional betting points bet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Seahawks minus one and a half, if they beat the Rams by five points, you'll receive five times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only, eligibility restrictions apply, See website for details. And I'm just glad that I live in the state of New Jersey, which I never thought I would say 
few years ago growing up in New York, I never even considered coming out to New Jersey. But when you see some of the real estate that's a little cheaper, uh, it makes up for it. But having the ability to place wagers on my phone is just phenomenal. Uh, there's so many things you can do with the player props. And I know some people are not into it. But if you play fantasy, player props are something you could take advantage of. I've said it before uh, because you are essentially projecting each week when you're playing fantasy. You are making lineup decisions based on what you think a player will do on that given week. And you can go to these sports books and see what the player props are. And maybe you go, wow, that is way too low. And it happens a lot. I mean, I talked about it earlier this year in baseball with Lucas Giolito. I know some of you don't follow baseball, but he was a top prospect for the Nationals that struggled. He was traded to the White Sox, and he had a horrible year last year. But you could see early in the year, he looked different. He was way better, and I was fortunate enough to pick him up in two uh, pretty important leagues. And his strikeout prop total was low every single week for the first few months. It took him a while to adjust. So you might be able to get that now with some players that are off to fast starts that maybe they're not buying into. So it's a, another way to, to make some decent money. So I suggest uh, checking out the player props uh, for sure. Who's talking about a receiver that uh, we have some question marks this week. That's Jarvis Landry coming off his best game of the year. He's still in concussion protocol. So the problem is this game is Monday night. So hopefully we get a decision on Sunday morning because you have to have a backup plan and maybe it could be a 49ers receiver. Dante Pettis could still be out there. Uh, I did like him going into the year and it's been a struggle now. He did look better that last game before the bye and he had the game-winning touchdown. Uh, Antonio Callaway could be a backup option, obviously. He's probably still available in a lot of leagues. Did see him go in the high-stakes leagues last night. And I think I did get him in a league or two, including the Scott Fishbowl. I don't feel comfortable starting him. But, hey, if uh, Jarvis Landry's out and Rashard Higgins, who's been dealing with this uh, injury for several weeks, he's missed three games in a row. Uh, they do have Damian Ratley there as well. But something to keep an eye on. But it still is only Thursday. But hopefully we get significant information about Jarvis Landry on Sunday morning so you can make that decision because uh, that's going to be critical Um you know, because I'm sure a lot of people want to get Landry in there, especially uh, with as good as he looked. Uh, an IDP note, because I play only in one IDP league this year. For those that aren't familiar, it's individual defensive players. So instead of using a team defense, you use individual defensive players. Now, I don't think it's going to gain huge popularity. It's been around for a while. I just think people who play fantasy football want the simplicity. You know, obviously, it's once a week. Well, you know, more than once a week because we got Thursday, Sunday, Monday. But you understand, it's not as intensive as fantasy baseball where it's every day and the NBA where it's you got games every day. So I just feel like, especially for the casual leagues, it's just not going to catch on. But there are people that do play in them. And then they're fun. You know, again, uh, playing one where we start two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs. But Roquan Smith, who I had in my IDP league, he was not on the injury report, and we find out about when inactives come out, and that was an afternoon game last week for the Bears-Vikings. Yeah, Roquan Smith's out due to personal reasons, and obviously I couldn't make any pickups, so I got stuck with a zero last week, and I was thinking of dropping him, but he is practicing in full, and it looks like he is going to play this week as the Bears and Raiders take each other on in London. So um, obviously uh, 
that's good news there if you have Roquan Smith in an IDP league, um, for sure. Juju Smith-Schuster has a toe injury. Now, they expect him to play. Now, it said he tweaked his toe injury. I did see a play where he came up hobbling, and I was like, oh, no. And he stayed in the game, uh, but I did notice it. Uh, I didn't really see anyone talk about it, but he was on the injury report yesterday. He didn't practice, but it sounds like he's going to play. I know I uh, saw some comments from the offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner, who said that you know he gutted it out. So that's not great. Either way, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions on Juju, and look, the expectations have to be lowered for him with the way this offense is. You have to hope that they get the ball in his hands more this week against the Ravens. They had an extremely conservative game plan last week, and it worked. And it can work against the Bengals, but going up against other defenses going forward, I don't know. So where you drafted Juju, pretty much the latest he went was like mid-second round, uh, is probably not going to live up to that. You just have to hope that they get Mason Rudolph more comfortable with this offense, that they show more confidence in him, and they're able to get Juju the ball. He only had four targets last week. A very conservative game plan, and they had the lead. But yeah, the expectations have to be lowered. But in the leagues I have them, I'm pretty much starting them. And it, it, look, it just sucks. Once Ben Roethlisberger went down, that really hurt Juju for sure. But he can still be maybe a wide receiver two, uh, but maybe more wide receiver three, which, which sucks because we wanted to see if he could reach that ceiling uh, for sure. Christian Kirk likely out this week, but we did see... Coach Cliff Kingsbury say he thinks Kirk could return in week six. So I don't think they've officially ruled him out, which I hope they do, because I do have a league or two where there are IR spots and I want to put him on there. But uh, I don't think they've officially ruled him out yet. But I, I guess he's kind of doubtful. But the comments were made that, you know, they do think he can return in week six, which tells me he's not playing. So let's officially rule him out. So. We can put them on IR and, and or the out spot for those leagues that have it. So obviously, there's questions at the receiver position for the Cardinals this week. Demir Bird also unlikely to play. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so probably looking at Larry Fitzgerald, Keyshawn Johnson, and Trent Sherfield in three wide sets. They have talked about Andy Isabella playing, but on the outside, I did pick Isabella up for like three bucks in a high stakes league. Don't plan to play him, but want to see if they get him involved in this offense a little bit more. Great matchup this week against the Bengals. So uh, Larry Fitzgerald should be fed to football, and uh, Keyshawn Johnson could be in play too, even though this offense has not looked good so far, uh, especially the last couple weeks. So this is a key week for them. You want to see them get going. You know, against the Bengals offense, you need to see something from Kyler Murray this week. So, uh, you know, there's some deep plays. Um so you know, if you're the, you know, if you're really desperate, maybe you could roll with the Keyshawn Johnson this week. Uh, it really depends on what you have on your roster. Uh, Terry McLaurin still limited in practice today. Uh, they hope that he can do more tomorrow, and uh, we're not sure if he's going to play either way. It's a bad, bad spot this week for McLaurin, who's looked so good. Going against New England, that defense has been dominant. Okay, dominant against formidable. NFL teams. And now they're going up against the Redskins this week. I mean, geez. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to pay up for them in DFS. And it's worked out a lot of weeks, but the Patriots defense has allowed one offensive touchdown this year. And we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback for the Redskins. Uh, again, Jay Gruden spoke today and did not name the week five quarterback. So he wants to see how Colt McCoy and Case Keenum 
respond. So it's ugly. I don't really see how you could play anyone on the Redskins this week. I did put Chris Thompson in my sneaky starts only because this looks like a situation where they're playing from behind. And usually that leads to Chris Thompson being on the field a lot more. He has at least four receptions in every game. So if you're in a PPR format, you're hurting a running back, you could probably get 10 points out of Thompson this week. This doesn't look like a favorable script for Adrian Peterson. And the receivers, yeah, I mean, as good as McLaurin's been, he's not 100%. We don't know if he's going to play. And he has to go against that tough secondary. So uh, really, really ugly uh, setup here for the Washington Redskins this week. Uh, the 49ers placed Jalen Hurd on injured reserve with a broken back, so he's had a stress fracture. So, you know, they have such a crowded wide receiving core at this moment. And, uh, you know, all these guys are playing like 30 to 50% of the snaps. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel obviously has talent, Dante Pettis as well, but, man, they're just really hurting each other. Emmanuel uh, Sanders was limited in practice yesterday with a quad injury. He's expected to practice in full today. Um, should get a tough matchup this week against Casey Hayward, but man, Sanders has looked so good this year. Jamal Williams still not practicing with that cushion, so I don't think he plays this week. Obviously, he got stretchered off, so you'll probably see Dexter Williams this week. I just don't know what the workload would be. Uh, he was picked up in some leagues, but we've seen they really are reluctant to give Aaron Jones huge workloads. Maybe they do this week, though, in anticipation that Williams could be back next week or the week after, because we did see Aaron Jones get 27 touches in week two, but then they came out and said they didn't want to do it. Uh, Kenny Stills practiced today. I didn't think he'd play this week. I mean, it's limited because he had the hamstring injury, but man, he might play this week. Uh, and I didn't think that would happen. I thought this would be uh, Kiki Cutie getting an opportunity this week, but that might not happen. QT was picked up in some leagues. Obviously, it's a great matchup for the Falcons against the Falcons. So I think the Texas offense bounces back in a big way this week. And Darius Leonard was back at practice for the Colts. So again, good news there for those that have Leonard in IDP leagues. When we return, I'll be joined by Bob Long, BigGuyFantasySports.com. When we continue, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Joining me now, it is Bob Long, BigGuyFantasySports.com. Bob, how are you? Doing great, man. How are you? It was good to, good to talk to you. Haven't, haven't been on for a while. Yeah, sorry about that, man. You know? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> You're, we're, all busy, we're all busy people, man. Yeah, definitely. So, obviously, you, you're real big on consistency. So, now we have four weeks of data. So, is that enough to start noticing some trends and patterns? You know, what are the things that have kind of really stood out that are glaring to you through the first four weeks of the season? Yeah, interestingly enough, uh, usually I don't even put in any year-to-date consistency until week four. And so in this week's articles on the site uh, for each position, I do have the year-to-date consistency numbers. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, there is some interesting trends out there. Uh, the one, I guess the one that's interesting but yet hasn't changed is the quarterbacks and the tight ends um, with the lack of consistency. Um, you know, the tight ends, there's only four guys over 100% at 100% at this point, and only eight guys that are even over 50% consistent at this point. And half of those aren't top-tier guys that were drafted. Most of them were either tight end twos or picked off the waiver wire. So definitely some interesting stuff going there, um, you know, but that's why we track this stuff, so we can kind of highlight some of the good guys and highlight some of the guys you might want to think about maybe looking the other way or trading off before somebody figures it out as well. Interesting you bring up the tight end because there have to be a lot of fantasy teams that are just hurting out there at that tight end position. And, oh, yeah. And there's lack of consistency. So do you feel like if you are lacking that consistency that it's a must to trade up and get a potential top tight end? Because like you said, there's a lot of tight end twos. There could be teams out there with you know Waller and Kittle, Waller right. and Andrews. So you think it's necessary for those teams to try and get one of those uh, top tight ends instead of trying to stream every week? I think so. I think if you can find some, if you can get a decent value trade, because who knows, 
you know, I, I certainly have some leagues where I'm pretty well stacked and have a lot of depth at wide receiver, but I drafted Jared Cook. Oops. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> uh, I've certainly went out there and looked at some teams and, you know, maybe traded for uh, a Delaney Walker or a, uh, a Mark Andrews or a Darren Waller because they did, you know, even an Austin Hooper who is actually showing some consistency, which he didn't in the past. We'll see if this continues, but um, he's certainly showing some consistency this year. So, yeah, I, I you know, luckily most of the leagues I was in, I drafted Evan Ingram in the fifth or sixth round. That was my guy all year going into the season. I was kind of passing on the Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle um, and getting Evan Ingram. But like I said, some of the leagues, the other guy I was going after if I missed on Ingram was Jared Cook, and that's killed me. Now, the good thing is I jumped on Will Disley uh, right after he had two back-to-back nice games and got him in the waiver wire most of those leagues. So, so far, so good in that. Um, but there's guys out there. Ricky Seals-Jones put up a nice outing in Cleveland and will be filling in for David Njoku. Uh, you know, so there's a guy maybe you can grab off the waiver wire. Uh, you know, there's certainly guys out there. Jordan Aikens had a nice game last week for Houston. Uh, again, you know, not that you're going to see a ton of consistency, but, you know, it might be something you can stream if you can't make that trade. But uh, just definitely keep an eye on those guys. But don't jump on the one-week wonders right off the bat, you know. Um, and keep an eye on those guys that maybe only get nine or ten points, just enough to get in over that clutch factor to earn a, a quality game and then or a clutch game, and then you know grab one of those guys that don't you know jump right out at you. By taking Evan Ingram, you avoided OJ Howard, who has just been a yeah. disappointment for his fantasy owners. It, do you preach patience if anyone asks you about Howard, or do you look to move on because it's not happening? I, you know, I, I pre- preach patience after about week three. After that, I kind of go, hmm, if it's not happening yet, you know, again, you can have a, a first couple games and maybe it start off slow. He did have a decent game, the, you know, the one week. Uh, but then last week, Cameron Brake caught a touchdown. So here we go again. Uh, yeah, I think I'm kind of sticking, you know, staying away from that. And, and I just don't see anything happening. Um, you know, and going back to Jared Cook, maybe when Drew Brees comes back, maybe. But he didn't do much with him in the first two games, so hard hard to tell at this point. Talking to Bob Long, BigGuyFantasySports.com, I'm sure the numbers don't say anything kind for Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, things have changed with Ben Roethlisberger, but what do you do with a guy like him? If you own him, do you just have to ride it out? Because you know you're not going to get proper value in a trade. Right. I mean, unless you find a, a you know, some kind of uh, deranged Steeler fan who just has to have every Steeler and he doesn't have Juju on the team. Um, you know, so far it's 75% consistent. Now, of course, first two games he was with Big Ben halfway through the third game. So, you know, or certainly since then that has dropped off. And, uh, you know, it's certainly not what you're expecting out of Juju. Uh, you know, I guess we just have to wait and see if if maybe Mason Rudolph can pick it up, kick it up a notch, and they can do some more stuff with him, and you know, maybe give you know him some shorter throws of Juju, maybe some slant patterns, some bubble screens, whatever the case may be, to get him in the open field. That's where he's dangerous. Um, they're not going to be throwing you know too many deep balls to him like he used to, but if it can get him in some open space, he can make things happen. So that's where I feel like he has some hope there to kind of maybe do something to help your fantasy team and. and keep keep that consistency up but it's certainly not you know certainly not looking good at this point but we, we got to give the good guy give mason rudolph a couple games 
I'm sure a lot of people had Jameis Winston on their bench last week going on the road against the Rams, who were lights out defensively the first three weeks. But it's the NFL. When we think we know the answers, uh, we don't. And (laughs) Winston goes out there and shreds the Rams. And I see a lot of people hesitant to use him this week on the road against the Saints. Now, the Saints defense obviously showed up against Dallas. They weren't very good the first three weeks. So how do you look at Winston right now? Do you just say, you know what? He's got two excellent receivers playing well. He already showed in a tough road spot. Or are you still have some hesitation this week because it's uh, in a tough place to play? No, I, I don't have hesitation just just because of the fact that you know Winston is Winston, and, and that team, the defense, has certainly never done much. Um, you know, and on the road, you know, he's not very consistent. There's no question. He definitely is not a road guy. But uh, but that you know, I, I think what we've seen is the progression of him picking up Bruce Arians' offense better and better every week. He started off very slow. A lot of people were kind of down on him. Now he seems to be picking it up, and last week was definitely a case of that. Um, I I think that the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game should be a shootout, and I expect it to be a shootout. I would definitely start Winston if I had him. In fact, I have a few leagues that I do have him, and I'm starting him ahead of a guy like Jared Goff this week, who I had as my main guy. Um, and got the two of them, so I'm going to kind of stream between the two. We definitely want to always start Goff at home. He's like 90% consistent at home and about 40% consistent on the road. So definitely, uh, you know, this is the week maybe to keep keep him on the bench and maybe put Winston in for him. Joined by Bob Long, big guy, fantasysports.com. Curious to see what Todd Gurley's consistency looks like. He was obviously a polarizing player before the year. He did have two touchdowns last week, but only five carries. Uh, so what what does Gurley look like so far? You know, interestingly enough, you know, Gurley um, is is kind of the he's kind of now becoming I'll call kind of the poster child for for solid consistency. Uh, we're used to him being a stud. He's not the stud he he used to be because he just can't be on the field and can't get you know can't get the number of touches he needs to get to be that stud. But he's seventy five percent consistent. He's three for four. He's fifteenth in total points. So he's getting you you know twelve to fifteen a week instead of that. 15, you know, 17 to 25 a week that he would have gotten two years ago or, you know, last year for most of the season. I think, I think if people can just realize that that's what you're going to get out of him, you're not going, you know, you're going to get RB2 numbers. Um, and, and that's fine if that's what you drafted him at. If you, if you relied on him as your number one, that's probably not going to make you feel very good about it. But if you got him as your number two and you got him as a, you know, let's say you got the man of the second round, which I saw him go in some leagues this year where you might have gotten McCaffrey or, you know, or Zeke or somebody like that as your one, then he's doing what you need him to do as your RB2. Don't expect more than that, but I think you can continue to expect the consistency, but you're just going to get 12 to 15 points instead of the 17 to 25. Uh, my guess is Calvin Ridley was a little inconsistent last year. He did have the 10 <laughs> touchdowns, but we saw a lot of down spots. And then this year, first two games, two touchdowns, probably people are excited. And over the last two weeks, four catches for 38 yards. So is this just what Ridley is because there's so many mouths in this offense and he's going to have down weeks or uh, is he just, he's just one of those tough players to figure out? Well, I think he's just what, yeah, I think you said it best. He is what he is. He is inconsistent. The problem is, is how do you predict the consistency for him? Um, you know, interestingly enough, I think you probably heard this too, where he admitted to a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, beat writer that he struggled against the Colts because they were playing, you know, zone defense. Zone. And he struggled. Yeah, like, yeah. like, could you believe he admitted like, that? 
And you admitted that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Then you just set yourself up for failure for the rest of your life if everybody's going to play zone. But now, granted, you know, they can't all play, you know, that way. But it it tells you what kind of player maybe he is. Maybe he is a, you know, that one-trick pony, that big game kind of guy. He wasn't very consistent last year. He was only 50%. Uh, this year, he's exactly 50% again. I, I think he is just that guy. He's going to have some big games, but trying to figure those out, you know, I was just looking at his home away splits. Guess what? He's 50-50 on that, too. Basically, his only, you know, only good times to start him, based on the the uh, historical consistency numbers, is when he's playing against a bad defense, basically a bottom 10 passing defense. So if you see him going against that, 75% consistent home, 71% consistent on the road. Um, definitely better at home because he's averaged more points per game. on the. But So basically your shot at home against a bad defense, bottom 10, that's when you put in Calvin Ridley. Beyond that, it's a crapshoot. How about the Vikings receivers, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs? I mean, we're all well aware they want to run the football. Diggs is unhappy. Thielen complained. I mean, it's got to look pretty ugly for those two. It does, and and uh, you know, interestingly enough, though Thielen is seventy five percent consistent because he, again, kind of like Gurley, the two games he did make it, he only earned, I think he only earned like thirteen and fourteen points in those two games. He had you know that one big game where he had two touchdowns uh, last week, though only two points. So you know that certainly has fallen off. Yeah, I, you got to believe that these guys will get the ball, but yeah, that's a run first offense. I mean, we all knew that. We all saw what happened at the end of last year. Um, you know, I I certainly had Thielen and Diggs in my rankings as like you know wide receiver twos, but I really didn't jump out and grab either one of them this year because it was kind of like, you know, I had to choose between you know maybe them or or Mike Evans or you know someone like or Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. So and I kind of like those guys a little bit more. Um, I knew that you know second half of last year you saw what was happening on that offense. Cook was getting the ball more; they were getting the ball less. Uh, nothing's changed this year, and you know they're, they're, they've been pretty good with with that that game plan. But you have to feel that they're going to pick it up. It's just a question of how much and when. And you know, um, you know, playing the Bears twice a year is not going to help. Playing the Packers twice a year isn't going to help. Both very good pass defenses, so uh, it, it's going to be a struggle. You might have to pick your games for these two as well. Well, it should be a good spot this week. You would think against the Giants, right? You would think, you would think, but you know, again, if they come out and uh, you know Dalvin Cook rushes for 150 yards and two touchdowns, and they've got a big lead early, they don't need to throw the ball. So that's you know, and they have a good defense. So it 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 it's the you know I think that's what you're seeing in Green Bay as well. You know, is that they're running the ball well? They've got a good defense. They're winning games. Rodgers doesn't have to throw the ball as much. Uh, all of a sudden, you don't have that you know, bad defense of the back in the day where they had to win games, you know, 42-35. And when you have that, you don't need to throw the ball as much, and that's where you lose your consistency. All right, Bob, let people know where they can find your work. Uh, you betcha. You can find me on Twitter at Bob underscore Lung, and then, of course, at BigGuyFantasySports.com. Get all the consistency information you need. All right, Bob, thanks a lot for the time. You bet, man. Thanks. All right, Bob Long, also part of the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. When we return, have an update on a running back remain sideline at practice today. I'll let you know who it is next. Full-Time Fantasy. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes as we kick off week five tonight with Seattle and the Rams squaring off. Got some uh, injury news here. James Conner not practicing once again, dealing with this ankle issue. So this uh, is getting a little concerning. He has not practiced yet this week, so if he doesn't get on the practice field tomorrow, you're probably looking at Jalen Samuels as 
probably chalk in DFS. And we talked about him in the first hour. We were kind of comparing running backs. I am using him even before this news. And I don't even know if we can still gauge what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do going forward. Uh, because Samuels went from zero touches in week three to 18 last week, including playing a little bit of the Wildcat and completing a couple of short passes. But man, that's uh, big news. Samuels probably owned in most leagues. He might have been out there earlier in the week, but just check. Uh, he would become a really good start. Remember, the Ravens defense is not the same. They got shredded by Nick Chubb last week. So uh, this uh, could be pretty good for Jalen Samuels and I think the last I checked, he was pretty cheap on DraftKings. I think he was 4100 if I'm not mistaken. I uh, was just looking at it briefly. I really start to look at DFS more on Friday and Saturday. But, yeah, Jalen Samuels, 4100 on DraftKings. He would become uh, definite chalk for sure if James Conner is out. Vance McDonald is still not practicing. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. So, you know, hopefully you have a replacement. He didn't play last week, so I'm sure a lot of you uh, replaced him anyway. Tevin Coleman resumed practicing today. Now, remember, this is a Monday night game. Uh, and Tevin Coleman, if he's back in the mix, this 49ers backfield becomes even more of a nightmare. My guess is you might not see Jeff Wilson active, even though he was the goal line back. Matt Breida has looked really good. They have Raheem Mostert. So, man, it's, it's a disaster if Tevin Coleman does play. Uh, but remember, this game's Monday night. So hopefully we have information on Sunday morning. I don't know if they'll have all four running backs active, but if that happens, man, it's just really tough to count on any of them. I'm probably still going to play Matt Brito, but he already had his ceiling cap by not even being the goal line back. So that's a situation we'll hopefully know by Sunday morning since the 49ers do play Monday night. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.